Hello, welcome to the Scarlet Nation podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Chris Akonis, joined by Bobby Darren. We are at SHI Stadium as Rutgers stand at 4-1 and one on the season after a 52-3 win over Wagner. Uh, Bobby Scarlet Knights scoring early and often. It was 24-3 and a half, and then a clean shutout and some extra points down the stretch. And Rutgers uh, as in control of this game as I think everyone expected going into it. Yeah, and it's kind of what you expected. You know, you're not facing a juggernaut here in Wagner. Uh, no disrespect to them. But this one was a little slower moving than some of the FCS games you remember in the past. Um, you know, Wagner tried to, 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 you know, milk the clock when they had it. And Rutgers was running the football a lot. So you didn't see that, you know, uh, I've been to ones where you had that 28-35 point quarter. Uh, that didn't happen. But in control and, you know, got a lot of guys playing time, got more guys work, got to develop connections on the offensive side side of the ball and and um it's another win in the books and it seems they got out relatively healthy Renee Congo was a little shaken up which was uh it wasn't good to see because he's had a, a good year coming back from injuries which have kind of plagued his career at Rutgers so we hope he's all right but um you know just another good win and and four and one moving on to seven straight Big Ten games you need two to win just to get bowl eligible and uh Rutgers is in a good place Chris yeah, definitely. And uh, you talked about the slower pace, how there were in 28, 35 points or whatever in a, in a quarter. Um, I think part of that comes down to the pass-run mix. You know, it's been, you know, this is, these are very rough percentages, but roughly like 60, 65% run and, and mm-hmm. the reverse in terms of the passing. And I, I was curious coming in if that was going to be the case, uh, if Rutgers was having more success just in general because of the opponent they were playing. Um, but the the plays look pretty much the same. Rutgers finished uh, with 21 pass attempts, 52 rushing attempts. Uh, Gavin Wibbs at playing until the start of the fourth quarter, and then Ajani Shepard came in, and we could talk a little bit about the freshman uh, in a minute. But um, you know, Rutgers stuck to their offensive philosophy. It's a philosophy that has led to Rutgers playing clean, efficient offensive football in pretty much every game they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd have to think that Rutgers feels pretty good about uh, the philosophy and the setup uh, that offense coordinator Kirk Shiraka has brought into the program. Yeah, and it's, you know, control the clock, run it out, uh, you know, let your defense do what it has to do, and and you'll be in games. And that was the strategy that led Rutgers to be in it with Michigan until late in the third quarter. You know, you saw everything go sideways with that interception. Not to go back and rehash that, but, uh, you know, that's why that game plan is a good one for this team because it'll keep games close, even against, you know, uh, teams that that have more talent. And, And Greg talked about that today. That's, I think, what Wagner tried to do with Rutgers is slow the game down so they could hang around not that you know I I don't think anybody thought they were going to come in here and upset them but you know just try to make a game of it and they have a good stable of running backs and you saw them really get to it today so um you know it's it's almost like now who do you play Sam Brown or uh, you know Kyle Manungai and then you have Aaron Young making a case for his him to get in Jay Sean Benjamin I mean you have uh, you know good running backs in there so uh I think Sam Brown's going to emerge as the guy I mean even talking to him after the game Chris uh a big guy you know a kid I should say whatever you want to call him he's big like you talk to him he's not your average you know some of your running backs are on the shorter side that's a big kid and he's going to be able to help them down the stretch and I think Aaron Young really I mean that's what we've seen out of him through the spring and the summer and unfortunately he was injured a couple days before the first game of the season you saw him today just tearing things up and and he's, he's a really good running back I think he could help this team 
Uh, yeah, definitely. And you look at the rushing totals, 52 carries, 268 yards. Uh, Kyle Manungai with the bulk of the workload, 19 carries for 87 yards. Uh, Sam Brown, as you mentioned, nine carries with 38. Also Aaron Young with nine carries for 61 yards. Sean Benjamin, seven carries for 57 um, and then you had Gavin Wimsett with seven carries for 15 yards, Johnny Shepard with a 10-yard rush as well, and the freshman getting in late there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just another uh, you know, efficient, clean performance on the offensive side. And then the defense just really um, not any sort of one group necessarily standing out beyond the other. Every position group looked completely on point in this one. Yeah, and, and they should. You know, they're a good defensive unit, and – they're playing against guys that they should be handling. You know, you saw in the beginning, they, they just had no answer for Aaron Lewis. Um, he was just all over the field. And, um, you know, I thought Muhammad Ture had a really good game. He was all over. He's just showing his quicks. And uh, really good to see him coming back off that injury and playing so well. And I, and I believe they had 23 uh, passing yards, Chris, uh, you know, total. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not a lot of yards. So um, the Rutgers defense did what they had to do, and I think that's the important part. And we saw that in the earlier games, not just this game. They did what they had to do against these earlier opponents, it's, and it's been uh, consistent through Northwestern, through Temple, through Virginia Tech, through Wagner. They're taking care of business, and that's what older, more experienced, confident teams do, and that's what good teams do. I mean, granted, you know, Michigan has that that talent gap like we spoke about, but they hung around there, so Rutgers is, is turning into a good team, and it's for all those reasons that I said. They're taking care of what they need to take care of. Um, they're not making dumb mistakes. They're not turning the ball over. They're getting the plays when they need them, and, you know, I mean, you saw it today, but, I mean, that's what we expected. But, uh, you know, you were charting the end uh, fast and furiously of the freshmen that were playing. I know a lot lot of people like to talk about that um, we had 13 guys coming in and um you know you saw some promise in there Johnny Shepard uh, is one a lot of people are talking about what you think of his performance well I thought of Johnny Shepard uh, and it was really just that one long drive that ended in the Rutgers uh, final touchdown of the game mm-hmm. um, but I thought he looked about what we sort of expected out of him as a prospect at a high school you know very athletic uh, made good decisions, had some good throws in there, also showed off his speed a little bit, and did a really good job managing the offense. And and, and what stood out to me was not just a Johnny Shepard, but also, you know, there were several, four by my count, uh, freshman wide receivers that came in at the end, in addition to, of course, Ian Strong, who played earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Fama Ture had uh, his first uh, reception, 14-yard pass there, um, and, you know, uh, uh, Dave Fuse as well, Dylan Brathwaite, uh, DeAndre Johnson all coming in. Brathwaite with a catch as well for 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just a overall a very young, promising unit. Guys that hadn't really had the opportunity to play yet, but mm-hmm. I think um, even if they don't play too much this year, are going to have an impact for this program down the road. Yeah, and I like these young receivers. And, and you know, one that we didn't mention because he played earlier uh, in the game, Jesse Fury. Um, you know, we were at a practice in, in the summer, and he was just – I mean, he looked like the best receiver on the field. He was making one-handed grabs and and going over the middle, beating guys deep. I mean, you know, I came back the next practice. It wasn't, a, you know, he wasn't as dominant. But, you know, you saw that that potential there. He just really looked like a, a stud in that in that one that really made you say, wow. And then he in, he was injured, you know, late in camp. So uh, everything went kind of quiet at the beginning of the season. But now that he's healthy, He's a guy that could come in and be part of that rotation, you know, and be with those, you know, top four, top five receivers and, and really see some playing time, I think, Chris. 
And he made a play very early after coming into the game. Uh, first catch of the Scarlet Knight came, uh, came on a, a seven-yard catch uh, from Gavin Wimsett. Uh, and, you know, he was just able to really make his impact in that respect. And mm-hmm. uh, as, as you talked about, Bobby, just a guy that can really create those wow catches, a guy that Gavin Wimsett can throw up the ball and say, you know, I can put it up here where only he can get it. Mm-hmm. And he has the talent to bring those – down and of course with these freshmen all these freshmen a lot of development still to come but uh, you saw that potential on display down the stretch here and i think with jesse one of the things that you need to we need to point out is how physically uh capable he is as a freshman he's this i mean you look at him you wouldn't think wide receiver you would think man this kid could be a linebacker this could be a safety uh his build kind of reminds me of leonte Carew because he came in and he was just you know, he, he was just put together. You know what I mean? You look at him, wow, that's a football player. You don't necessarily think of a wide receiver freshman coming in and looking like that. But um, has, you know, and, and we've seen it on a practice field, him going up and getting balls, using that strength, using that athleticism. So really like what he has to offer. And Fama Ture, too, he can move really well for a big guy. Um, has some quicks, has some twitch, and he's a big receiver. It's, it's not common to find people with that, uh, you know, that combination of traits. So I, I think those two guys could help and Dylan Brathwaite is a guy that people shouldn't sleep on either has sneaky speed and and can get loose he has some quickness um you know he, he can get behind the defense and and he's a guy you know you could see some touches later in the season although you know Kristen Dremel's playing at such a high level he's holding that slot position down really well right now and that really is where things stand with Rutgers here. 52-3 to win over Wagner. Scarlet Knights now head back on the road to play Wisconsin. Madison, not an easy place to play. Uh, Wisconsin looking like an, an early contender for that Big Ten West uh, um, you know, title. Uh, this is a Big Ten West that's sort of all over the place in terms of who's going to finish where and a lot of spots finish up. But Wisconsin's definitely going to be a tough one for the Scarlet Knights. Tough environment. Um, but if Rutgers can pull off the win, Bob, you're looking at a 5-1 and team coming back here uh, to SHI Stadium in a couple weeks. It would be big. I mean, you know, especially with uh, with Michigan State and Indiana behind them, you know, you think of what could be. But um, like you said, it's not going to be an easy test. You know, uh, Luke Fickle, very good head coach, you know, was was sought after by a lot of different programs, wound up there. And, um, you know, but like you said, the Big Ten West is, is a mess. It's not, you know, you look at the East and the West, and it's top heavy to the East. I'm not impressed with a lot of teams out West. But, um, uh, you know, nevertheless, it's going to be a tough trip out there. So uh, Rutgers has handled business. They played well. You know, like I said, they showed well against Michigan. So, um you know, this game, like I said, coming out, you get guys some work and, and you really come out of it pretty healthy. So uh, it, it's a win and a win here. So, I mean, hopefully they can build on it and, and take that momentum out there to Wisconsin. But uh, it should be a fun matchup next week, Chris. That's right. Rutgers uh, hitting the road to take on Wisconsin. We'll have full game week coverage for you here at ScarletNation.com. Uh, we'll also uh, be able to interact with you on the message boards. You can talk to Bobby, myself, everyone else at the 24-7 network on those boards, get the latest Rutgers football and basketball news. Uh, so be sure to keep it there as we'll keep you posted with that. And that'll do it for us here on the Scarlet Nation podcast. Once again, Rutgers 52, Wagner 3, your final from SHI Stadium. Scarlet Knights 4-1 and one on the season.